0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. When you're considering separating from the other parent of your child or children, chances are the first thing you think of is them, your kids. How will they handle their parents splitting up? Will they cope living in two houses? But separating isn't just about the kids. The real cost of separation report, commissioned by Real Insurance, has looked at what Australians today think is the real impact of a marriage breakup. Dr. Andrew Fuller is a psychologist who has reviewed the report. Hi, Andrew, how are you?
1: Really well, great to great to chat with you again.
0: When we are talking about the costs of separation, um, a lot of people do, I think parents in particular, think about their kids. But what are the other other costs that come into it?
1: Well, obviously nobody sets out having a relationship to have it end and separate. So, uh, of course, it's important just to realise that as well as the financial costs, which are considerable, there's also severe emotional costs. And that doesn't seem to really be... Well, it seems to be regardless of whether you're the person deciding maybe it's time to pull the plug or whether it's someone else has made that decision for you, you're still pretty mm-hmm. distressed at that stage. So um, it's important to be pretty careful just in terms of your own well being at this time, I think. Um, now, obviously, kids also react in different ways, and uh, it's important probably to just think a bit about those for the moment. And probably the the most concerning age from the under sixes is four years of age, because what do we know about four kids who are four years of age are the masters and mistresses of the universe, and uh, anyone that's hung around a four year old kind of knows that they they're in charge of everything. Um, and so, basically, what that means is that they think anything that occurs occurred because of them, and so it means that we need to be critically. Uh, aware, particularly if if we've got four-year-olds or thereabouts in the family, to make it really clear this is not something that they have created or caused or been a part of. It's actually adult business and it's an adult decision, not their decision.
0: So I made the assumption at the top of this interview that parents, when they're separating, are thinking about their children first. But would it be fair to say that it's not always top of mind for everyone depending on their circumstances?
1: I think when we're heartbroken and often that's the case with a relationship breakup it is hard to think clearly you know and I think uh, it's understandable that there'll be a few lapses but really of course we need to be careful of how kids are going to interpret this kind of stuff and Well, I know this is hard to do. One of the best gifts you can give your children is to speak well and positively of their other parent. Now, that's not always easy to do, I know, but at the same time you only ever get two parents in life and if one of your parents is bagging or, you know, talking negatively about the other, that's really hard work and really confusing for kids. And so just being big enough and adult enough and tough enough to say, okay, this didn't work out but, uh, you know, your mother's a good person or your father's a good person or whatever you think you're up to saying is incredibly important because there's no gain in really having your kids basically join you in in a complaint against the other partner.
0: When you say that, what are the potential impacts on that child long term if their parents are kind of bad-mouthing the other partner or ex-partner, I should say?
1: Well, kids believe what you tell them. Um, and so if you tell them that the other parent's a bad person, that's what they'll probably believe for quite a while. And, okay, that that may work for a while, but there will be a time later on in life when their job developmentally is to question what you tell them. So all well, the little kids, they'll basically believe you a bit and that's not always to their best interest. But then later on in life, they'll go, hang on, Is that true? And then often sometimes they'll say, well, particularly in a moment when a parent is trying to implement some boundary or limit, they'll say, well, I'm off to basically live with the other parent. And you get a kind of resumption of the heartbreak, really. So you're often better to be much more balanced if you possibly can, or really uh, just always positive. In fact, uh, if you can't say anything positive, really, as the old saying goes, don't say anything at all.
0: I know that in this report, one of the costs they mentioned in being one of the top financial costs was setting up a separate house. Um, I'm wondering what you think of the idea of nesting. I've heard about how kids stay in the house and the parents come and go. What's your take on that kind of arrangement?
1: It's not something that I see occur very often, although I think it's a fantastic idea if you can do it because, of course, this is their base, and particularly in that first 12 months after separation, if this can be the adults that are moving around in and out, it makes a gigantic advantage for the kids because they've, they're still settled in home base, which means that their adaptation to changing adult circumstances will be much greater, whereas if they're being moved from house to house, they're always trying to figure out how... What, what the rules are, what's the, what's, the, what's the sort of lay of the land, how are you emotionally. And so it's a big adjustment that they have to do. It's a lot of work for them to do. And, of course, kids can do a lot of work and a lot of adjustment, but at the same time, we want to try and minimise their passage out of having, a, say, an intact uh, parenting relationship to one where it's separated.
0: And like you said, if you can manage it, that's a great situation. And I imagine it would be very hard if you've just split with someone to keep the home where you used to live together and, and be coming in and out. Do you have any advice for parents if, if they think, you know what, I I do want to do this for my kids, but I don't know how I'm going to manage myself. Do you have any tips on how they might be able to set up something like that with their ex-partner?
1: It can take quite a bit of negotiation. And so usually there's an early phase where people set it up and then quite often after a little while it becomes difficult. And so that's the time to try to have somebody independent often to help you to sort this out because it can be very difficult when you've got such emotional kind of agendas going on to try and sort out the, the issues or the problems, uh, you know, who left the mess or who didn't or, you know, it can be very, very minor things that arise. And so you just may need to some, have somebody who sits down and hears both of you and comes to some sort of determination who you're both prepared to trust. That Somebody who's not necessarily invested in one or other of you, but in both of you or your kids makes a gigantic difference. So... In terms of what we know for kids and their recovery from divorce and separation, it means the first thing, of course, that we know is that just having one functioning, positive parent is enough. Now, obviously, we'd all like to have two, and two is great if you can get it, but even When things are pretty dire and difficult, just having one parent who's just prepared to be big enough not to talk negatively about the other parent, to talk positively about life and talk positively about you as a child makes a gigantic difference. The second thing is just to have some rituals that are regular parts of the process. So if you're moving from house to house, there are certainly regular things that happen as part of that. So you sort of, it's almost like you're going through a a shift of basically households or a way of setting up even just one household where the parents uh, rotate through. Uh, You have some rituals around that. So before I, for example, before I go off and your your father or mother comes in, we're going to have a special afternoon tea or we'll cook dinner so that it's ready. Or whatever it might be, together.
0: When you've brought to uh, one or more children into the world, it can you've you've built a life together. So there's going to be lots of things that tie together, particularly finances. And I'm thinking things like mortgages, bank accounts, uh, bills, all those sorts of things. Even though the money stuff isn't something people like like to think about. How important is it to separate all that stuff before people can move
1: on? I think it's important fairly early on to start to regain your independence. And and while it can early on feel kind of nice to be trusting and share financial resources and bank accounts and so on, I think the reality is that you're parting in that type of you're parting from that type of relationship. And so the sooner that you start to move towards that shift, the the better. And so while that will be sometimes a shock for one or other of the people, because, of course, there's like an assumption, oh, we can just get on and basically keep things as they have been forever, it's important not to allow that to go on for too long because denial doesn't really help. I mean, trying to pretend that we're not, separating that we're not basically changing the nature of our relationship can be tougher down the line for people and so to somehow have a some separation of the finances means that not only do you have less what things to squabble about but it also means there's a clarity around what really is happening and if the adults are unclear then it makes the kids very unclear as well so that you're wanting to try to be I suppose, a bit dispassionate about it in some ways and be, okay, well, this is what's what we're doing now. It's a different kind of relationship. We're moving on.
0: And it can lead to some insecurity, can't it? Because if one person hasn't earned as much as the other and they may be taking on more care of the children or have costs that they hadn't accounted for when they were, you know, that they could handle when they're a couple, but as a single parent it would be a lot harder. Without determining what's happening with finances... Um, it can leave one partner feeling very um, exposed, I guess.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, and sadly, of course, separating costs quite a lot of money really and so you've got to be very careful and mindful of your own financial position at that stage because really it's going to be a changed game and so there's probably going to be a time, particularly that first year after separation, When people are not going to be as financially well off because the costs of uh, any legal issues that are going on, and they're considerable. We know that Australians spend $3.7 billion on legal expenses after a a separation. So it's an enormous amount of money, isn't it? Um, But it also means in terms of establishing households and just caring for kids. So you're not going to be as well off, Let's, let's face it. And so you need to be kind of watching watching the the dollars, if you like, pretty carefully.
0: And uh, I guess that part about not being financially as well off as prior to the separation leads me to ask whether you think overall people believe they made the right decision in leaving or separating. Do people find that they have actually moved on and improved after they've separated, or is all of that money just a huge waste of resources? (laughs)
1: Well, I think if you can certainly uh, sort it out without legal involvement, you certainly save yourself a large amount of money, Three point seven billion million in legal costs, tell you that. But clearly, people do move on and do report. Over 90% of people report actually feeling better about themselves as a result of having made the decision to part. So clearly, we do have some relationships which are founded on unwise early choices or they simply were relationships where people just grew apart. And so I think we live in a world where we have to accept that while nobody wants to have a a separation and divorce unless there's something really dreadful going on, um, there are relationships where people just aren't suited or they just grow apart and they really have no reason to stay together and probably it's better for them and long-term, it's probably better for their kids if they do part because having a happier parent is is a really important part of raising a kid to be a resilient person.
0: I did hear someone say once never to divorce while your child is under five just because those years are some of the toughest you'll face as a parent. Um, have you ever heard that and what do you think of it?
1: Well, as I said before, I think four, four years of age can be a tough time so, if you can avoid that, it's probably worth doing because the likelihood that they will think it's all their own doing is pretty high. But I look at, you know, life's not neat. <laughs> I wish it was, but it's not. And so, um, you know, sometimes these things just happen. You can't really control it. So, I, I think uh, it's nice to have guidelines, but at the same time, I don't think there's any time that's a spectacularly good time. And I don't think there's any time that's uh, irrevocably a bad time. So it's probably more how you go about it. And if you can do it with some dignity, if you can do it with at least some courtesy towards the other person, and if you can do it with some, some boundaries around what's adult business and what's kid business, rather than trying to involve kids in the sort of separation, just realising that they are probably going to be as shell-shocked as you are it's it that it makes a big big difference in terms of getting through this yeah i suppose we just have enough experience over the years to basically know that kids despite having difficult times do get through these these times and so while it's hard uh we know people navigate, navigate it navigate it successfully so thank you so much for your time
0: thank you andrew